Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Talking Polynex. And uh, today we're doing another interview with another everyday citizen. Today's interview will be with uh, someone from Hawaii. Uh, and he'll tell you a little bit about himself before we start. So enjoy the episode. All right, Dan, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name's Daniel. I'm uh, actually Nick's brother. I'm 28 years old, currently living in Honolulu, Hawaii, and I'm in the Coast Guard. Nice. And uh, have you been up to date with like uh, the 2020 Democratic primaries at all? Uh, a little bit here and there. I was uh, actually just watching on the news not too long ago. Kind of in it, but not really too in depth with you know how crazy it's getting. I'm sure it's getting pretty nuts though. Well, uh, since you're you live in Hawaii and all, what do you think about Tulsi Gabbard? She's I actually do like her. I, I listened to her on Joe Rogan a couple times, and I was I was pretty like I was a fan for sure. That was actually my first time even hearing about her. It was on his show, and then turns out like I did like a lot of her views. I definitely like the fact that she served. Uh, she was active duty in the National Guard, and she even went to Iraq. So I mean that was pretty cool. So definitely like that about her because she, that means she, she has, you know, the military and all that stuff. Like, she'll watch their back, you know, if she is elected. But, yeah, I think she's real, she's one of those people that's like, she's not too far left, not, you know, not crazy mm-hmm. right. She's, she's right in the middle, which is good. She seems fair. And, you know, she shows a lot of aloha, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way how she says Hawaii. She's like, Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. Yeah, that's how they say it. All right, so we'll start off with some... What do you think? Do you want to do uh, criminal justice first or economy first? We'll do some uh, criminal justice. Criminal justice. All right. So when it comes to... Criminal justice for 200. <laughs> <laughs> what is? <laughs> yeah. uh, so... Non-violent felons, so people who committed felonies for non-violent reasons, so they're not... Okay, so like tax evasion or stuff like that? Yeah, so... Okay. Do you think they should have voting rights after they serve their time or even after probation? Uh, I think so. For non-violent, I mean, if you're in there for something non-violent, it was probably just something dumb on your part, like... I don't know. For example, yeah, tax evasion. You're just pretty much an idiot, didn't pay your taxes, and now you're just dealing with the consequences. It's not like you didn't kill anybody, you didn't, you know, rape anybody, something like that. But I think, yeah, I think in the right, in the right circumstance, you should be able to vote again. I don't see why not. Like, because most likely you're going to be getting released eventually, and you're going to be part of society again, and you know, hopefully, uh kind of, I mean, a contributing member, so mm-hmm. why not? So, what do you say, so I previously had a guest on the show, and he said, when I asked him this question, he he was saying they shouldn't, because if you don't have, if you don't follow the rule of law, you should have no hand in making future laws. Do you understand, do you agree yeah, with that perspective? You. or? I get you. I mean, I get that side also, 
but like, because you can go to prison for something so stupid too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's people in I, in prison for life sentences for marijuana. So exactly, like, I mean, even though that is still breaking the law and whatnot. But I think it's all kind of, I guess, circumstance, which kind of sucks to say because then you're kind of depending on other people to kind of vote if you mm-hmm. to, to see if you can vote. So at the end of the day, like whether they can or not, I think it needs to be you know all or nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what it'd come down to. I think because it, it it would be real hard to, you know, justify mm-hmm. what you know what which act is. I guess, not. I guess you can tell it to be violent, non-violent, but you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's, what, what, there's what's a degree. A really, what's a really bad, you know, felony or whatever or crime? All right, so we'll go another question. To when it comes to voting, do you think that when you get your driver's license and all that, should you be automatically registered to vote? Do you think it would help with voter turnout and all that? Absolutely, because I think a lot of the, you know, people that don't vote, it's because they're just too lazy to go and register to vote and then go actually, you know, and go vote. So if you take out one of the steps, I think you get a lot more participation for sure, especially with, like, the younger crowds that are probably, like, not really, you know, in tune with what's really going on. So, I mean, that might get them a little more motivated to go and vote. Mm-hmm. But that can also mean you can have a lot of people that don't care and are just going just because, you know, it's that easy to go and vote, going to vote. So I think it can go either way. But I think it'd be nice. Mm-hmm. I think it would take a lot of, you know, it'd be good for the people. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, because, but I don't know how good it'd be for elections. You could get, you could get some crazy swings. So, uh, so sticking on to the same subject, do you think that election day should be a federal holiday? Election day should be a federal holiday. So people can have the day off, yeah. or people don't yeah. have to go to school. I mean, it'd be cool. I'd like the day off on election day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be fine with that. That doesn't hurt anybody. All right, and we'll we'll change gears a bit. We'll go on to more government. Should uh, Puerto Rico become a state? Do you think they should be the fifty-first state? Hmm. I feel like we're over there so much already that it would. I think it would benefit them a lot, for sure. You know, I think it would help their economy a lot. And I like Puerto Rico. So, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, well, so right now, Puerto Rico is in some debt. So, if they became a state, obviously the U.S. would have to take on their debt. But other than that, you you would be open to Puerto Rico becoming a 51st state. Yeah. Getting Senate members and... Yeah, because I think... That would also probably help out 
you know, eventually, you know, Puerto Rico's a great place. Like, they can, if they're out of the hole, that, you know, that place can do a lot of good. And, uh, what do you think about there being term limits on Supreme, on Supreme Court justices? So right now they serve for life, as you know. Yeah. So definitely, ter- definitely term limits because you got those people that you cannot change their minds no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think you know if they, I think people would more likely be willing to change their views if they know they only have a certain amount. If they know, like you know, they could only get let's say reelected twice. They might, you know, change around their views a little bit just to push to the next term. Because you got a lot of stubborn people up there, I'm sure, that, you know, are real one-sided. That could possibly see some other views, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe for the better. So, so do you think there would be a worry of Supreme Court justices voting a certain way just so they get reappointed or reelected? Instead of voting what they think is constitutionally right, <laughs> honestly, uh, so you're saying like, do I think they're gonna lie just to basically vote just to get reelected? Yeah. But is that better than someone just being there for life? I mean, I yeah. think, I mean, whatever, that person's going to be gone eventually. Mm-hmm. So whether they are a dirtbag or whatever, and they are going to lie, and they are going to vote just to keep something the same way or change it to, you know, the worse, then eventually they'll be out of office. So if something does get passed, it could hopefully be changed later on down the road. All right, and uh, what do you think about uh, Congress having term limits? So, like, the Senate and uh, House of Representatives, they can only be in office for 12 years. Or right now, they could serve indefinitely. Like, Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders has been Senator of Vermont for, like, almost 30 years. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. I don't think you should be able to do that. It should be just like anything else. They should be able to... Someone should be able to go and pretty much try and compete for it, you know, if they, if, because if someone better comes along, they should be able to compete for it. And just like, just like before, you know, let's say whatever, Bernie Sanders, if there's people in that state that don't like him and they are stuck there with some laws or whatever that he's made or, you know, just the way it's ran, they're pretty much screwed. So Mm -hmm. I think definitely there should be a term limit for that kind of stuff. All right, and uh, one more question before we switch over to just the more controversial topics, or this is a little bit controversial. So, you know a little bit Tulsi Gabbard, her foreign policy is like the big thing that sticks out about her. How, how she wants to get out of almost every interaction in the Middle East she doesn't think yeah. that we should be part of the regime change wars. Do you think that we should stay in there or get out? I definitely think... I mean, we should definitely get out, bring 
everybody back home because I feel like she wants to do that to kind of I guess fix us here first mm-hmm. and just kind of I guess stay out of everyone's business over there and quit trying to be the police the world police you know which I think is a good I think it's a good thing because right now we're not doing a very good job of being the world police so mm-hmm. yeah I think it's a good idea to get everybody out of there it's been too long I mean pretty much yeah we're not doing a very good job being the police so better just stay out of the you know stay out of their business until it affects us directly so like something like 9-11 or or in World War 2 when they bomb when the Japanese bombed Hawaii yeah it also sucks to think like okay yeah it takes something that big for us to get involved but should definitely not have you know a thousand people over there spread mm-hmm. out you know away from their families and getting shot at for no reason like, if we don't need to be there all right so we'll go on to some of the bigger questions so this is obviously with the recent mass shootings the one in texas and ohio insane I can, yeah uh we'll talk about a little bit about Gun safety, gun control. Right. So, what is your take on the issue? Do you think that we need stronger background checks, or should we ban assault rifles? What well, What is your take on on a couple of the policies you hear being proposed, and also what do you think could maybe help the situation? Honestly, background checks are background checks. I don't. I mean, there are they're already pretty strict. Like. I mean, a background check, it's pretty standard on what it's checking and everything, you know what I mean? So if something's going to come up, if you have a hit out or something like that, it's going to come up. And I feel like the people buying guns, they know that. They know if they are are allowed to buy a gun. They know that when they walk into a gun store, they're not going to have any problems buying a gun. And after, you know, well, most of the time, those people going in to buy buy guns are, they're, uh, they're the ones that are using everything legally and doing everything the right way. And, you know, if they are concealing, they're concealing it properly and all and whatnot. So I don't think we need to, like, to make it harder for the people that already, you know, let's say it's a hobby or whatever. We don't need, we need to make it harder for them, per se. But I don't think we need to ban assault rifles. Like, because anything that gets banned, it doesn't matter. You could ban every single gun. There's still going to be a mass shooting a month from now. Mm-hmm. Like, all these people saying, like, oh, you got to ban all these weapons and everything. I, that's not going to do anything. If anything, we need better security. You know, more armed police officers in certain locations or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think you're ever going to get away from all the guns. They're here. Well, well, yeah, there's more guns there's black, in the United States a, than people. Yeah, there's a black market. Like, there's all these people that are doing shootings, you know? They're they're getting their gun from either somewhere legally or they stole it or, you know, whack jobs, but you can't really control that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, I haven't really heard about too many of the new policies that they're trying to Well, uh, a lot implement. of... A lot of what's been said 
is abandoning assault rifles because that's usually the most common gun used in mass shootings. But also... Is it though? Like, I thought handguns was well. So uh, handguns are responsible for more deaths in yeah, the United and States. Most of the, yeah, and most of them are suicides. So I mean, yeah. So, so there there was an article by the LA Times that just recently came out that said there there's four things from every mass shooting since 19 I think 64. Every mass shooting since then, four commonalities. And that's uh, childhood trauma, whether that's abuse okay. or bullying. Yeah. There's a tipping point, so something drastic changed in your life, whether that's losing a job or ending a, lose, ending a relationship. And then yeah. another is that they have, that there's a place to do it at. So a place that they feel that, they have a connection to do their attack. And then the last one is having a means, which a means is the gun, a gun. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that makes sense for statistically, of course, one of those things could trigger anybody, you know, but that has nothing to do with guns. So, you know, so anything that happened to you growing up like that to cause you to later do this probably never had anything to do with a gun. It's just people just not, you know, I mean, like not treating each other nicely from the start or just, you know, something bad happening in your life. I mean, that's nothing. Well, so so that that's no, no. that's a, been a thing said a lot by people who are usually on the right side of the aisle that it's a mental health thing. That yeah, it's a exactly. societal problem. We we have a problem with society not taking death as seriously, I guess. Yeah, we're just being, I don't know, just human beings to each other, you know, treating each other with compassion. If you just start that from the beginning, you know, maybe later on down the road, someone might not have that, you know. Not, might not be traumatized from their past. So I guess, like, yeah, you can't really say, like, taking guns away is going to stop people from having these issues. Because those are just things that happen to people every day. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with how many guns are on the road, or, you know, are on the street, and who's buying a gun, and the background check on the, the guy down the street that wants to get a gun. Like, so, I mean, yes, it is a statistic. I mean, statistically, yeah, that makes sense, but it has nothing to do with... With the guns itself. With the guns itself, yeah. It's like... Yeah. All right, so... We're going to hop but, into... Yeah, whoever said that is just trying to... I mean, you can make up a statistic about anything like that. <laughs> like, well, it, well, so, when it comes to... What I said, the four commonalities, that's yeah. uh, the research arm of the DOJ did a study, the National Institute of Justice. So that's what they came up with. Right. To me, when I read the study was the first two were the two main ones, a tipping point and then the trauma. The other two, that's 
that's not necessarily a difference. A, a means to do mass murder, you don't necessarily need a gun to do mass murder. You no. you could drive a van in a public place. You could yeah a, a bunch exactly. of things like that, and right. and that's that, that's why I think I personally think it's a societal issue that we need to handle, not necessarily a yeah. gun issue. Mm-hmm. What changed? Guns didn't change. Guns have been around forever. The guns, mm-hmm. the automatic assault rifles, whatever, every, you know, those have been around for a very long time, and there was less mass shootings before. So something, something changed down the line, where that seems to be like the outlet for people. You know, if they have one of those four, I guess, problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, I think the study also said how people, uh, just I guess the fame of it too is what, what convinces people to do that other than just yeah something smaller. Yeah, instead of like they're like you know what everyone's doing it, which is kind of like really shitty to say like yeah. you know everybody's doing it, so I'm gonna do it too. But it's kind of like it's happening so recently, and obviously the next guy that did it heard about the one that the dude that did it before, mm-hmm. and he's and he's heard about every other time someone's done it. So I've, the more and more it happens, it probably sounds even more like a good idea to somebody, because other people doing it is could be you know I mean make them like oh it's even more okay now you know, mm-hmm. which again comes to mental health. Yeah. So, uh, ultimately, uh, obviously, there there's gonna need to be talk eventually on mental health and what's changed in our society to make it more prevalent than it yeah. was just ten years ago. It wasn't this prevalent, so something's changed. Yeah, yeah whether, whether it's even I mean, it could even start as young as elementary school mm-hmm. with just like manners and stuff like that, and just way people talk to each other and just you know anything along those lines could literally kid getting bullied in elementary school could be traumatizing enough for sure for sure and that follows you you know let's say that follows you until high school mm-hmm. and then you, you know what I mean and that just it's just it's evolving it, it just keeps going so all that stuff can start Yeah. Uh, so, since you live in Hawaii, which is a nice island, and uh, climate change, a lot of talk about climate change is uh, sea level rising, and with a bunch of other stuff, temperatures getting hotter, uh, CO2 emissions, yada, yeah. yada, yada. So, do you believe climate change is in, is, it, is I guess, in immediate threat uh, immediate no I don't think I don't think like you know 10 years from now it's gonna be like like in the long run like our kids kids, kids yes eventually I'm sure we will start seeing definitely some changes in the climate 
with the temperature, with the sea levels and all that stuff like that, if there is nothing fixed, you know, beginning to get fixed now. But obviously you have people that want to fix everything this second and stop everything this second, but like you can't do that. You're going to stop the world because until something better comes out, you can't just stop, you know, producing cars. Mm-hmm. You can't stop using gas. You can't stop using, you know what I mean? You can't stop using diesel whatever or fuel. Like, you just can't. But yes, I believe that eventually climate change could be a very big, very big problem, especially with taking care of the oceans. That's the biggest, that's the biggest thing is taking care of the ocean. If I, yeah, people don't know that, but like, all the oxygen, all the, you know, all the oxygen comes from the ocean. Everyone thinks it comes from trees, but it's the mm-hmm. ocean. So definitely trying to get the whole world on the same page is important on that aspect. Well, so, so a big thing now is that, so the United States is only responsible for 15% of carbon emissions, which 15% is still a lot. But then you have countries like China and India who each have um, who have almost double the amount of carbon emissions. Yeah. So do you think it's worth it to the... So this is the dilemma question right here. Is it worth the U.S. possibly implicating the, our own economy to go green if China and India aren't going green as well? If, if without, without them on board... They get ahead as countries, and we still don't get meaningful change. It's not going to fix it unless every, every... This is one of those things that's like, you know, like, gun control, whatever, U.S. can fix it. You know what I mean? We can fix our own, like, laws and stuff like that. But, like, when it comes to the, you know, the earth and, like, preserving it and, you know, all of its natural resources and all that stuff, it has, it's the whole thing. It's the whole entire world has to be on board. And that doesn't mean the whole entire world going green, but that definitely means putting some regulation on other countries that may not have as strict as regulations as we do. And again, that's not going to happen overnight, but definitely there should be, you know, that should, there's a lot of like topics going on with the whole world and different things and climate should definitely be one of them. Mm-hmm. It, should, it should be up there, you know, with everything else that's going on. It's, it's definitely equally as important. I believe, and having everybody on board is the only way it's going to get better. So getting yeah. all the nations together. Yeah, not saying everybody go green, but definitely everybody coming together. Like, okay, we need to start implementing whatever you know, better emissions in these countries and whatnot, and just you know, figure getting a plan together at least. Mm-hmm. To do something in the future. So, do you think uh, taxpayer money has a role in that? Like, sh- should there be a limit on how much taxpayer money is needed in order to try to reverse the effects or at least stop the effects of climate change? A limit? I mean, yeah, it should be a limit because eventually, you know, that's. Well, so for to put it into perspective. Uh, the military budget is roughly around, I believe, seven fifty billion a year, more or less than that. Yeah, Coast Guard's like two percent of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get rid of the Coast Guard. 
so do you believe that we should be spending around that same amount? Like, oh, on climate? I mean, mm-hmm. Because in it's order to in order to, like to get the countries to join, you're gonna yeah, need to help the poorer countries for sure, who burn like poop for fuel. You're gonna yeah. need to get them on board. Alright. Yeah, it was literally that's see, and that's the hard part about it, because everybody would need to get on board. Because let's say we go green, that's fine. Nothing's gonna happen. It's not gonna change anything. And. Literally, it'd be so hard to get the United States to go green. Like, that's that's why that's not even, like, to fathom that is not even, that doesn't even make any sense. You can never get the whole entire co- country to go green. Mm-hmm. Too many things need fuel. Yes, there's things that we can do to, like, vehicles and stuff like that. That eventually, yes, you know, less vehicles on the road with gas will help. But you'll never get rid of like power plants and stuff like that that need to burn diesel for generators and stuff like that. Like, what are you like? What are you gonna do about that? Mm-hmm. The whole United States can't go solar. It's not enough sun in other places. So I mean, it would suck to do that. Like, you know what I mean? To take to, to raise taxes and everything like that for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. That would that would suck. I mean. It would suck, but you but think I, it's necessary? If people want, you know, results, they, it would have to be done. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, I'm for, you know, fixing the climate and the environment and taking care of it. But to a certain point, it's like, okay, now you're going to just drain everybody's money to do something that could take 100 years to reverse Mm-hmm. So, I mean, definitely meeting with those countries that are the biggest contributors would be the first step to making some kind of, you know, change in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But, like, who knows, like, how hard that would be. You yeah. It would, it would take a president who can negotiate and try to convince them and all yeah. that fun stuff. For sure. But, you know, yeah. That would take a lot of convincing. And a lot, and, and it would take a president that wants, that cares about that. Yeah. Because if the president don't care about that, they're not gonna, it's not going to happen. At least, at least we're not going to be the leaders in getting everybody together to do that. Which I feel like would be the only way. The U.S. would have to, like, go in there and be like, this is, you know, I mean, what we're thinking. Yeah. Because I don't think any other country. You think the U.S. needs to take the lead on this? They would have to, I think, because I, you know, because we're, I mean, we're the only country I really hear of. Like, okay, we're trying to go green and all this stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know if you know if a lot of other countries are doing that or not. Well, yeah, I know a lot of the European countries are doing it, but. I, I understand what you mean about the U.S. Has anybody, in, in, you know what I mean, do any of those countries try and talk to India and China about these issues? Like, I don't know. Well, uh, there there has been some talks, but this was during the Obama presidency. And it has taken a stall under Trump, but we'll have to wait and see 
how everything turns out. Yeah, because I don't know and how... Depending on who the next president is, it may change. Yeah, I, I don't know how into it Trump is. I think he's more about, like, he's about border security and that kind of stuff. I don't think climate change is a huge thing on his mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so if he gets reelected, like, it, it, it could take even longer to get the U.S. involved in some kind of world, you know, world talk about climate change. Yeah. But, I mean, there's always going to be a lot. There's a, I mean, there's so much stuff already going on that is helping, for sure. And, like, a lot of people inventing things that's helping, you know, with the oceans and whatnot and recycling and making things out of, you know, reusable stuff. So... We're definitely making, I think, a positive, you know, going in the right direction. We're going mm-hmm. slowly, but we're definitely going in the right direction. All right, so before I let you go, uh, thank you for being on. Uh, yeah. Do you want to share your party affiliation? So. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess you can say I, I would lean more conservative. But I definitely, like, You'd be willing to vote to the left? Yeah, exactly. It's just like when you when you start looking at all the Democratic parties, and like I was watching the uh, the debates the other day, they just sound so insane, like so crazy that like whoa, like I don't even Mm -hmm. like they say they they would say a few good things, and then they would just say something so crazy, and you're like, okay, well that's not good. Yeah. So I think definitely if. If one of the candidates, like you know, was not so far left, able able to also see the conservative side, you know, yeah, I, I definitely vote. Yeah, it doesn't really matter to me as long as they have good views and nothing too insane. Definitely no green new deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bullshit doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, so if, <laughs> or something not so extreme where it's gonna. Yeah, yeah, like some. Yeah. Definitely nothing crazy extreme that like could damage the country. Exactly. Well, all right. So thank you for being on the show. Yeah, of course, uh, anytime. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll have you back on sometime in the future. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I want to thank the listeners for listening to another episode of Talking Polynix. And please remember, share the show with a friend. You can like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.